Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Keeson. With me today, the man who is thoughts become things, Neo-Positivity. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Indeed we are, and in fact, we're also a little bit on the sad side because Debbie G was going to join us today, but she's got a really hot project that she's working on, last second kind of a deal, and she hoped she was going to get it done, and then she just texted me a couple minutes ago. She's got some changes, so looks like we're going to miss her today, which will be a little bit sad, but that's all right, Neil. We haven't had a chat in a while, you and I, so this is going to work out good, I think. Yes, yes. I know it's been a lot of developments in the in the thought processes of Walt Thiessen, as long as, as well as my own, since the last time we got a chance to just tackle a whole episode by ourselves. Hi, Marissa. Thank you for the, all the love. Hey, Marissa. How you doing? Good to see you. And yes, indeed, it, it, uh, it, it's a lot of fun whenever we're kind of uh, going tete-a-tete, uh, because it's amazing what kind of comes out in those situations. You've been doing a lot, my friend. I mean, you just finished a major summit, what, two weeks ago, I think it was, and and... You're planning your next one, and I guess you've got, like, some really cool guests lined up for that one. And, I mean, it's like one thing after another with you, Guy. Yes, it's law of attraction. I'm trying my hardest to use it as much as I can, you know, to be as beneficial as it can in this lifetime. And um, I learned some secrets, and I stick with them. So I got um, Doug, oh, man, Zermir, and I always, um, I always say his last name wrong, um, Van Beering. <laughs> But either way, he's a uh, director of, um, what's it called? Got so much going on. Uh, how thoughts we kind of stuff, not enough head. <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, there's a couple of different law of attraction movies and it's like, how do thoughts become things? Why do thoughts become things? I didn't know there was that many, um, to, to, to have me confused. But, uh, yeah, he's the director of how thoughts become things. And we had a conversation and basically a bunch of the speakers from the secret, the top ones that are still like speaking and doing stuff like that. I should, they should be the lineup. That movie's cast plus the director should be the lineup for wow. January Summit. It's absolutely amazing. I'm actually going to, uh, talk with Doug on Monday and, um, I want to get him in here on this show, but I won't be here next Friday. I'll be uh, off somewhere handling some business, but I'll be there the Friday after that. So hopefully we'll have Doug on then. Then I got your. Please send me that link again, uh, the Calendly link. Oh, okay, I, yes. I yeah, think yeah. it was in the Streamyard chat, and that ended when we ended. And the it call. goes away, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I'll send you. I'll send you an email. That way you'll get it that way for sure. But, and that'll uh, be awesome. Walt is having his. Also, his summit in January, like two weeks. We don't have dates yet. I had originally hoped it was going to be the first week. I'm still hopeful it will be, but I'm thinking I may have to move it out a couple of weeks. So it's kind of in flux right now. It's going to happen. It's it's almost certainly going to happen in January. I just don't know exactly when. And when I know, you guys will know. You'll be the first ones to know. You should take February because I'll do January. You, you do February. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut back to every other month, so it would be perfect if we if we did it staggered like that, and that would give you some extra time to come up with things because it is a daggone process, as you oh, know, man. doing this show. There is a lot of work dealing with a bunch of uh, speakers that don't exactly follow the steps <laughs> 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 that are laid out, and then I ended up being guilty of that myself. I was like, oh my goodness, I was that speaker. I was just wouldn't listen. So yeah, it's uh, but it's at the end of the day, it's all so much work. It just off of what I've learned that yeah. on these summits makes it worth it tenfold because I've used it to get so much. 
and then helping other people is like an additional. It's like an extra, it's just a plus. I'm with you entirely. That's exactly what my experience has been doing the podcast for these nine years. It's just been amazing, all the stuff. That, and I continue to pick up stuff. I mean, just in the last couple months, I've been picking up stuff. And it's, it's just endless. It's amazing and it's fabulous. And then the best part is finding out that listeners are benefiting from it as well. I've been getting a lot of input along that line lately. And boy, does that feel good. It's like I commented to, um, to Anne-Marie Young the other day. Um, we were chatting after one of the shows. She did two shows with me this week. And we were chatting and I, I said to her, you know, I have, I, I have no intention of dying anytime soon. I, I, I intend to live a lot more years, but if I died today, I could die happy because I've helped so many people without even realizing I was helping them. That's the best part. I love that. You know what? I'm going to give you an even better part than that. You, Ooh. Didn't, you didn't keep it to yourself. Your words are written in stone. Your voice is written in stone. People will be able to learn from this for years and years and years. So not only do you help people, but you are helping people for years, for generations to come. This is the start of something. Shows like this are the start of something huge, a shift. And this is an OG show. This is, this is an original. So yeah, bask in that glory, brother. Okay, now I officially have the chills running down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning, man. This is the beginning. This is one of the first shows I actually took it like really serious and that and lasted for a long time and just continued to bring countless amounts of information to the table for everybody to just absorb, take what you can, use what you can. Yeah. Not to mention have your daily dose of happy. I mean, that's really been my number one motto all along anyway. So, yeah. That's the vibe, man. That's the vibe. You, you are probably technically, according to the law of attraction, you would have to be the most positive person. I, I know because <laughs> this show, seriously, because this doing a show like this, especially for a whole hour, it puts you in a vibe for the rest of the day. Doesn't it? And it does. And, you know, you might still be riding that high tomorrow. I don't know. You know, whatever. Oh, but, it carries over. I know it does. Yeah. So to be doing it every day. You know, or five days a week at least. That that would. I know you enjoy your weekends because you're always at a beach somewhere. <laughs> so you, you're probably the happiest person I know, man. And I appreciate that, man. Oh wow, that's fabulous! Now all of a sudden the chills are running down the sides and everywhere else. Okay, yeah. so I got to bring myself a little bit down to earth so I can have a conversation. But this <laughs> I put an interesting uh, point into the into the chat. I figure this becomes a good starting point for a conversation. She says it's difficult, I think, to focus on good things when bad things are happening all around the world really good question or not so much a question but really good uh topic to bring up because i see that being mentioned a lot particularly in the social media circles people complaining well you know i've got all these things happening in my life and everybody i know is having a bad time and there's all these terrible things happening in the world how on earth am i supposed to get positive and all that stuff it's a common problem a common complaint i would say marissa thank you for the question by the way i would say separate uh, divide and conquer. The problems going on around the world, you're not going to be able to fix it so you can fix the problems going around you first. So learn the formula for that and use that to apply for the rest of the world. And, um, you know, for trying to solve the drama and bad things that are going on around you, you already know. We talk about this all day. We talk about this all day. Seeing it differently, shifting your mentality so you see things differently and staying keyed in and focused in on what energy you're vibrating at, AKA what you're thinking about. 
because that is going to be your future. So you need to focus on that. That is the number one objective of your entire life. That's more important than eating because you only eat three to six times a day. You need to be doing this more than that. That's a very good point. Yeah. How often you do it during the day is how often you get yourself back on a high vibe. And the more you're on that high vibe, the more the good stuff happens. So it's really important. It does suck. And I always compare it to having like a grandparent in the hospital. You know, it's the scenarios just keep beating you upside the head. No matter how hard you try to be positive, they just keep beating you upside the head. But that doesn't change the fact that you're in the game and the game has rules. Can you stay positive in the face of the negatives? The that's, funny that's, thing too is, I mean, this could be that moment. Deal with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, you're right. It is that moment. And it's always right now. So that's really where you want to stay anyway. Uh, but it's been interesting. Uh, I, I'm about ready to, I'm within like a, a week or so of graduating from the Taya program. And uh, a major, major thing that they emphasize in Taya is learning how to appreciate transgressors, appreciating stuff that you wish wasn't going on, that you don't like, that you dislike, that you want to stay away from, all that kind of stuff. Just seems to keep happening. Because as it turns out, the more that we can learn to entire terminology, detune those transgressors, detune those negatives, the less they they affect us, first of all, which is big. You're talking about taking power from them, basically? I'm talking about eliminating them from your life in terms of vibration. Just, just the vibration just goes away when you detune them. And so they just don't even affect you. They aren't even part of your thought process. They're part of, they aren't part of your experience anymore. They oh, literally so go away. So you mean like detune, like a tuning fork? Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, okay, so how do you detune, uh, a tough situation? You know, you get that phone call it pisses you off. Mm-hmm. I have a few of those, by the way. One in particular I can think of this past week. It, it, it got me down for a bit. But it didn't keep me down very long because I applied uh, the teachings from, from Taya and they work. And what it basically amounts to is this. First, you identify what it is that's, that's bugging you. It could be something just minor that's going on now. It could be something that's tracing back to your childhood. It could be somewhere in between. Whatever it is. Do your best to identify it. And you can't always identify it, but if you can, it helps to identify what it is so you know what you're talking about. If you can identify what it is, then the next thing to do is to see if you can find some way to offer forgiveness for it. Because if you can forgive, now you're beginning to shift away from being so, you know, buzzed out about how terrible the thing is. I'm a, well, I hate to put you on the spot, but I need an example, brother. I'm not saying give me what happened this week. <laughs> well, give me something and then trace. Well, well you give me something. Let, give, give me a scenario and let's address the scenario as if it were what was really going on. All right. Now we're looking for what? Like something. Something that really bugs the crap out of you. It could be like a world problem. It could be something going on in the family. It could be something that's going on with your neighbor. It could be almost anything. Right. I got one. My son's teacher calls me. Okay. Or, or emails me. And, uh, you know, his grade has dropped below, you know, uh, 50. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's not even trying, which makes it worse. Um, go. All right. So applying the tie formula. And this is a repeated, this is a repeat of uh, It's a repeating example. It's been yeah. happening over and over. Okay. Probably yeah, even getting worse over time. a huge difference too. Yeah. So, okay. Well, then the first thing to do is to ask yourself, 
what can I, is there some way that I can find to forgive that situation? Is there some way I can find to forgive the people who were involved? And more importantly, is there some way that I can forgive myself for getting all upset about it? No, because I told him, just do your homework and study. <laughs> there's no, there's no way out of that. I already told him. There's no way out. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So uh, in these situations, I like to look back and I kind of like, all right, what did I do to manifest the situation into my life? And that kind of removes any pressure off of him. Okay. My mind at the same note, I do want to hold him accountable for his actions. Um, so there's a conflict there. Um, but then, yeah, like what I normally would do through years of going through this was just go find an email of when his teacher, I have him saved in a specific file where his teacher was mm. praising him. Right. And I try to marinate on that. Or if I'm not home, I'll just picture myself opening that email. But that's a super advanced technique that I had to come through or I was going to go, I was going to pull all my hair out. <laughs> well, well, that's also a form of forgiveness, by the way. Yeah. Because that's looking for the positive. That's looking for something. That's a neo answer. The average person, I don't think, would have an answer for that because it took me a second to come up with that one. Um, <laughs> well, sometimes you have to kind of work up toward it. Sometimes, um, and, and the tools that they recommend using to to get to the forgiveness place in Taya include journaling about it. Just you know, sit down and just start writing. I mean, in my case, typing, because if I write more than three minutes, my hand cramps up. But I can type it. So just writing it out, what was going on or, you know, how you feel about it. Or, you know, if, if you're angry about it, get the anger out on the page. If you're frustrated, get the frustration out on the page and just let it flow and keep flowing and flowing and flowing until you run out of things to write. And what, just that action of doing that, just getting it out, you're actively thinking about it while you're doing it and you're working through it while you're doing the journaling. So that the, the journaling actually becomes a way for you to work through the problem. I want to, I want to key in on journaling real quick. Uh, do you, you do any type of journaling? I had never done journaling until I did Taya. I always resisted it. And so now you do typing. I, now I, now I will type a journal. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't do it regularly. It's not part of my regular daily practice, but I do it a whole lot more than I used to. That's for sure. <laughs> I want to encourage everybody listening to do some kind of audio journal because then you got no excuse. You could do it fast. You got no excuse, some kind of audio journal, at least once a week, once a day. And, um, you know, store them on Google Drive. They give you a hundred gigabytes for free. So you can, oh, yeah. you can at least get a year or two out of these, doing these little audios, leave yourself messages. And then every now and then you go back and listen to them. And it's the first time you go back and listen to one is the time where you say, holy crap, I'm going to do this more often. Mm, you might not go back in and, you might not go back in and listen as often as you want to. But you're going to make the recordings more often. You're going to find them therapeutic. Yes. You're going to find yourself changing. You're going to know more about yourself. You're going to feel better about certain situations. And you're going to wake up on the right side of the bed more often when you include something that has to do with journaling, documenting what, documenting and feeling and going over what you, you, what you went through and dipping into what you expect to happen next. There's something about that. There's something about it's it. It's very, very powerful. No doubt about it. And I love that too. I love the idea of the audio journaling too. Something else too that I would throw in as like a little reminder. And that is I never check. Well, not never 99% of the time. I never reread any of the journals. You don't have to go reread it. That's not the point. You don't have to go listen to it again. No. After. Yeah. You know, you got it. That gives it's you a good. It's good. They say a couple million makes you stand different. 
couple yeah. million dollars will make you just stand just a little bit different. And I mm-hmm. believe that. And I believe that having these kind of recordings makes you stand different too. Maybe in That's a different way than the million dollars, but it makes you stand different knowing that you have a legacy left behind that your kids could go see one day and actually learn. Cause you know, you want your kids to learn from you and grow up to not make these mistakes that you made, but they go off and do their own BS anyway, you know, and if they ever wanted to get deep into your mind and see where you were at or exactly how you got that promotion or that car, or that house, it's there for them. That makes you stand different. It makes you approach life different. It makes you want to document more and do shows like this, you know, you want it out there. And I think everybody, when I first decided to have my website, my first website, NehemiahDavila.com, because that's my whole name. Uh, I said to myself, should I do this? This is really putting yourself out there. This is everything about you now. Remember, I was an undercover cop. Everything was so private about my whole life. Right. Um, but I, it was just, I said to myself, everyone should have a website. That's just their name. Have one for your business, one for your whatever branding, whatever. You gotta have one. That's just you. That's just you. And everything after that is second. And I think everybody should have, I think everyone should put themselves out there in that sense that people know who you are. You never know who wants to know who can learn from you, who you can help talk off a ledge when you're not even talking. You know, that's just. And if you're not technical, you don't actually have to do a website, although it's a great way to do it. But you can do the same thing with social media. I mean, it's really wherever you can put out there, put out there what it is that you're trying to put out there about who you are, because that's really what you're what you're driving at here. You're talking about putting out who you are. The reason why I'm not not a fan of doing on social media because when I started, I did it on MySpace, and MySpace went by. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Everything I was doing. That's why I was like, you know what? If I stick with a website, then it's on me. It'll be here forever. The reason I, the reason I said that about a website is that some people just feel technically challenged. They know Facebook they can do easily. So that, that's why I suggest that for somebody who's kind of in those shoes. Because I know what that's like. Facebook. Not so much for myself, but from helping people who are like that. I will say this, though, because I'm not a enabler, and I will not enable mankind there are easy enough platforms out there to get you a website. (laughs) I said the same same thing for years and I started with GoDaddy. I was terrified and their customer service is amazing. Their templates are easy to use. Mm -hmm. Get with them. If you ever want to dig deeper, then you upgrade to something else, some kind of WordPress or or one of them other things. But everybody listen to me. I don't care who you are or what neighborhood you're from. You could figure out this, this website thing. If you really wanted to, and I suggest you do it, put another foot in another pond. Yeah. You got a job. Dip another foot in another pond. Become an Amazon affiliate. I did that. Dude. I, I like that. Yeah. I've got one of those too. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Amazon affiliate links are the bomb. So that actually generates the income, which is nice. Um, but the, uh, getting back to the question about, uh, how do you handle something that needs to be detuned in your life? I mentioned the first thing, journaling, but there are other steps you can take as well that you kind of do in conjunction with the journaling. The second one is actually one of the coolest ones. It's it's a sort of a mental game, a mental mind trip, if you will. Um, And the way they have you do it is they have a special meditation that you can listen to to kind of help get guided. You can just do it yourself without their meditation. Basically, what you're doing is you're going into a meditative state 
And then you're kind of taking yourself, they, they describe it as, as taking yourself outside of your body. I never really experienced it that way. So I don't worry about that part, but I, I, the idea is you take your, your mental focus far away from earth as far away as you can get. So the earth looks like this little tiny speck in the midst of the endless reaches of space. And then you ask yourself, how does source energy see this? When you start thinking about it from the source energy perspective, all of a sudden, all these things that we consider these major problems seem pretty small. <laughs> They're just like teeny tiny. <laughs> and that experience of just making it teeny tiny makes it a whole lot easier to find forgiveness for it. And ultimately, even this isn't, isn't the ultimate end. Forgiveness is an intermediate step. The ultimate end we're aiming for, this is mind-blowing to people, is trying to find appreciation for the transgressor. Now that's talk about advanced. That's really advanced. But that's ultimately where you're hoping to go for. Because once you get there, let me tell you, that sucker's detuned. That sucker's not going to come back and bug you again. It's gone. That you know what? And my my fix for that, and what got me through that quickly, was the oneness with everything. Like mm. everything that exists is just one vibrating energy wave, just vibrating at different points. Like I'm vibrating at a different point in Tampa than you are. And our vibrations are colliding right now. Our universes are. Um, so that problem that exists is also basically like my right arm. How mad can I be at it? You know, mm -hmm. it makes me think of like a paper cut. You never really appreciate your finger until you get a paper cut. and You can't use that finger for a whole week. You, you don't hate your finger. You don't hate that whole side of your body because it's basically immobilized. <laughs> But you, yep. you kind of just like accept it for what it is. And I come, I come to terms with everything that happens um, in that manner, in that respect. And I immediately lose any type of hatred for it. It's a part of me. It's a learning lesson. I manifested this into my life to get me to where I want to be. This is a necessary. And it was things like that that helped me get through some of the, you know, harder times in life, like deaths in the family and things like that. So if you want to, if you want a quick cheat sheet to that, after you've adapted this oneness with everything, because that's real critical. After you've adapted that, just tack this on like a suit of armor, and it clicks in quick. It should be autopilot, and you should it should be a foundational part of your thought that you don't even have to think about anymore. And that's what you want to do. Yeah, that's you cool. Make your foundations better. Because what we're really talking about here is changing our perspective. When we're with any kind of transgressor, anything that we don't like very much, we have a perspective about that. And when we find a way to change that perspective, we think about it differently. We really can't help it at that point. We yeah. just think about it differently. We feel differently about it. It just looks different. It acts different. It smells different. It tastes different. It's just that's different. That's my cheat code to getting most of these sixty to 70,000 thoughts we have in the right place. I knew getting them one at a time would suck and it would be daunting. But I knew if I changed my perspective on things, when news came, it would hit me different. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. kind of like your backpedal. You're going back to the source. You fix the base thing, then all the problems that fall underneath it will, will, will you know, the ships will fall where they fall. But I, I say that every thought has a foundation like a house. And if your foundation is built on crap, it is what it is. So you're changing these thought foundations so that everything that happened gets seen, gets viewed a little bit differently. Perspective is projection. We were just talking about this. What's the saying? 
Perception is projection. I think that's what the saying is. How you perceive things is what you're projecting out into the world and the world is going to match your frequency. Yeah, that's true. We know that's true. On, on uh, Wednesday's podcast, Cindy Chavez, who's very much into magic as she understands magic, had something really interesting to say about magic. There was somebody in, in the live stream who had asked a question about, you know, how do you cast a spell on somebody? And she's, she basically replied by saying, I don't actually try to cast spells on anybody else. I try to cast spells on myself. Ah. And then she, the thing that was really that she said, every word that we say is a spell. And I thought about that and I thought, damn. That's that's a wonderful way to think about stuff because if you take spills seriously yeah. and you think of every word as being a spell, now you got to take everything you say seriously. Every word. Every word. Every word. And then if you're going to be doing that, then that means you have to t- start taking all of your thoughts seriously. I mean, it's a great mental exercise. I loved it when I heard it. It puts you in check. It makes me want to step back and, and analyze everything. And I, I always quadruple check everything that comes out of my mouth anyway. I'm like obsessed with that for some dumb reason. Um, but it's been, working about it. <laughs> it's been working me a lot in the police department. It kept me out of trouble because I was ready to say some stuff. <laughs> a job like that, that's going to happen. It's just going to feel it. <laughs> No, but it's 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 a good practice. It's a good practice. I'm already like thinking of ways I can implement it. Yeah, and I love the idea of calling it a spell too, because I think most of I mean some of us perhaps you know for, through religious upbringing or whatever we might we might have negative impressions or negative associations with anything called magic. But I think but, most these days I think of magic as a cool thing. But a spell is a spell. We all know by definition, you know, it's a, it's an action and, and a reaction. Mm-hmm. So I like what it does to us mentally. Yeah. I like what it does. It makes I, me I, I love some of the implications of it. Because a spell, we, we, we often think of a spell as something that fixes something in some way. And by fixing, I don't mean repairing. I mean making it be and stay in a certain way in a certain place. You fix it in space, so to speak. And when we think of all of our words kind of fixing in space, now it feels like they're just a part of reality from now on. Yeah. Every time we say something, which, by the way, happens to be true. All of them, every one. And then you start to think about all the words you've put out there and how you need to affect that over-under. <laughs> makes me want to go back over those 1,500 episodes I didn't say, okay, did I want to say all of that, really? <laughs> oh, Fortunately, man. I'm pretty confident the answer is yes, but still, you know... <laughs> Stepping stones, learning lessons. Oh, there's something else I wanted to mention too about this whole question that uh, um, was brought up in the chat by uh, Marissa. The question of dealing with bad things that are happening around the world. We talked a number of different ways about how to detune them and how to basically change the way we perceive them, change the way we think about them. But there's also another piece to it that is really cool, which is when we pay attention to these things and find a way to appreciate them, it gets to the point where nothing feels like it's going wrong anymore. Which is true, by the way. Even the stuff that we often think of as stuff going wrong, it really isn't stuff going wrong. It's just 
part of a journey that leads to another result. Yep. It's going what they view to be wrong. And by all means, you know, morally it could be wrong, but it's still their perspective. Well, you know what morality is? Morality is another kind of spell. <laughs> and the really interesting thing about morality, morality is almost never associated with, you know, applying it to yourself. It's always applying it to somebody else. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's, you know, what's funny. I want to talk about this. I, this is actually called the wheel of morality. That's what I call it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's not morality. Like morality, morality. It's about morale. It's basically like morale. Oh, okay. measuring morale, but oh, calling okay. that measurement morality. Got it. I might put a twist, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I like, I like where you're going with the whole world thing. I, I kind of let it go. I mean, I stopped watching the news a long time ago because it's all bad. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm behind the times on certain things, but it's given me more reasons to smile throughout the day. More gaps that would have been filled with bad news have been filled with smiles. Yep. Uh, that's for one. And for two, I'm not a real big fan of, you know, I'll put it to you like this. Successful people tend to worry about things that they have control over. Unsuccessful people tend to worry about things they do not have control over. I don't want to be unsuccessful and I don't want to be in that category in my mind at all. So I'm not going to worry about things that I have no control over right now in this moment. I can't control the poverty that's happening in Chicago or Africa right now, right now in this current. No, I, I, I don't think I can. I can affect what's coming out of my mouth and then the world is going to, the chips are going to fall where they fall. So coming to terms with that type of, why would I spend a headspace there when I can't do anything about that anyway? That is a huge part of letting go. You should not be taking on the burden of everybody on the planet like you're Superman and you're just feeling everyone's pain because you could hear it or whatever. Nah, you should. Right, well, you can if you want to, but just be ready for it. Yeah, you don't want to spend time there. The more time you spend there, the more that pain you're going to experience. You're going to attract, you're going to manifest into your life. Exactly. Those of situations. Yeah. You don't want to spend time there. You're going to have to find every way to get rid of it. And letting it go is the best way. And, and that's exactly what I found. Because I, I used to be somebody who would do exactly that. I would take the world on my shoulders. And what I finally realized was there was one person that I was hurting. Me. Nothing was getting better, but I was hurting someone. I was hurting me. And I was actually transferring the hurt to other people, which was even worse. So, who, who in this world could it? Who in this world could it possibly benefit for you to sit in a room by yourself and stress about something, anything, fill in the blank, any topic? Excellent. Who in the world benefits from that? In fact, you anticipated my question. My my question was going to be: Is there a use for worry? Because I've never found one. There's a use for paranoia, and that type of worry. That's you know that's what they used to tell us. The police academy, paranoia keep you alive. That type of worry keeps you alive. So, yeah, there is a use for, you know, watching your back as a police officer. You know what I mean? I'm sure in, like, military aspects. But is that paranoia or is that awareness? I would call it worry because if I was just aware, I would slack whenever there were distractions. Really? The fact that it was, yeah, like video games or a cute girl, I would slack in those areas if if it was just... 
steps that I would go through to stay safe. The fact that it was a worry made sure that this was a priority. What was happening behind my back was a priority because it could be bad. So by giving it extra steam, so to speak, you kept yeah. it in the forefront of your mind, basically. Worry kept it in the forefront, yeah. I got it. All right. Well, all right. well, hey, that's good. I'm glad to know that there's a use for it because we have this word that I couldn't find any use for for years. So I'm glad to find there is actually something valuable. That's one more way to appreciate. So I like that. Now let's dive, let's let's switch it up and let's put it for like, uh, you let's say somebody's got a really outstanding electric bill and they don't have the money to pay it. Mm-hmm. Is worry beneficial there, as in a kick in the butt to do what they have to to get the money? Or is that not worry? That's I don't know what was the other word you said you used. Um, I'm not sure which word you're thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> Some like worry, but um, I don't know. Concern. Not, um, yeah, I'd say concern was a, was a worry. But I mean, okay. So is it necessary in that in, in a situation like that? Is worry? What's going to be what gets you the money to pay that bill? So I'm making it necessary or no? Well, I'm going to let people stew on that one, and I'm going to throw in an extra piece of information. I don't know if this is true in other countries. I do know it's true here in the United States. You mentioned specifically a power bill that you can't pay for. If you're in that situation right now, you're listening to this show, and you're saying, yeah, that's me. Before you do anything else, on the very next moment that you have during business hours, call the power company and ask them for being involved in one of their programs because they have lots of programs to help people get through, makes payments in order to make sure the power stays on while they're trying to climb out of whatever hole they're in. You don't have to lose power. The reason people lose power in the United States loss is because they think that things are going to be better if they don't call the power company. And it's not true. I don't know if that's true in other countries, but it's true almost anywhere I know about the United States. 100%. It's 100% accurate. That's a great job bringing that up too, because I know people go through those situations and they don't even know about these things. And I never thought about like that. You're you're right, because you're in that situation. The last people you want to call is the electric company. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't know what day they're going to shut you off. Maybe they forgot about you. You know what I mean? I've been in a situation before. So, yeah, that's the last place you want to call. Um, but, no, they do. They got these programs that to take care of you. By the way, the same thing happens with, with uh, debt. If you're in debt, and I was in debt for years, so I know what it's like. If you're in debt and you've reached a point where you can't pay your bills, call the credit company. Call the bank. Tell them what's going on, and they will try to find a way to help you get through. They have credit counselors who do exactly that. One again, an example of some. Oh no, I can't possibly call the bank. That that would be stupid. Who'd be dumb enough to call the bank? About a they will set up to. They, they prefer that. You know why? Because they get a higher payoff rate. They get more people who join a program like that paying off than those who just kind of try to blow the bank off. Yeah. That's a long shot, y'all, but try it. Not a long <laughs> shot. But I, know people, I know a lot of people are going to see it like, what? You went too far with that one. It sounds I, crazy. I, I know it does sound crazy. With COVID, there's stuff out there. Oh, there is. There's a lot of help. There's a lot of help. Now, you do have to have the willingness to do what it takes over time to settle the bill, to resolve the situation. 
But as long as you have that willingness and presuming you have it, now this, I wouldn't call the credit card company right away if you're unemployed and you don't have any employment going on. You want to see that you have some kind of income going on. Mm-hmm. As long as you got some kind of income going on, something regular, they will help you figure out a way to get there because they don't want you to default. They and lose money when you default. But if it's electric, call them. It's cold. Absolutely. Yeah, you have nothing to company. It's cold, especially if you got kids. Call them. Don't sit there and Absolutely. bundle up oh, and yes. just wait till the sun comes back up yeah. to get the heat. No, call them. Yeah. Don't call yeah, it. Call it's them. a huge, especially if you live in the northern parts of the United States where it gets cold this time of year. Very, very important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is another example of appreciation. I don't know if you recognize that, but I was thinking about it as we were talking about this. We were appreciating different ways of dealing with very unpleasant situations. And you know what? A shout out to the government. I don't shout out the government that much. I'm always, you're not mm-hmm. anti-government, but I'm always uh, picking on the many bad things that they've put out there. But programs like this is me because I've been on one of them before. Mm-hmm. And shout out to them. Thank you for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if you're somebody who's um, a thing about corporations, how about shout out to the banks that are corporations because the banks and the and the power companies, they're, they're corporations and they have these programs. They want you to, they want to help you out. So, you know, they deserve a shout too. If you don't praise the corporations other than that, that's fine, you know, but that much. Shout out to things, to, to good things. <laughs> yes, it's good things. You don't have to like a whole animal. But you can you can appreciate parts of the man the animal. You yeah, know? you gotta find and appreciate. How how I mean, you can't be mad at your bank and expect it to be a pleasant part of your life, right? That's not what the shirt I, said, girl. <laughs> I, I had to make peace in order to get out of debt. I had to make peace with the debt, and I had to make peace with the creditors. In my mind, in my heart, until right. I did that, nothing going to happen that was going to make anything better. I want to switch up. What's that? I want, to, I want to switch up subjects because I want to issue you a challenge, Walt. Oh, okay. All right. Go for it. Um, Tracy Starr, uh, you remember her real cool mm-hmm. people. Um, she does things, she does thing with lists where she lists out 300 things. Woo! 300 things that you would take, I guess, that you would purchase today if you could. And I like that they're purchases because world peace can't be on your list. <laughs> Feed all the hungry on the planet. Not like that. We're gonna talk. We're gonna we're gonna use this strictly for things that you would purchase uh, okay. in your future, from now on to the rest of your life. The number one three hundred things in the list. Um, I made it. I I don't. I didn't think I thought I was gonna make it this far. I made it to one hundred and eleven. That's pretty good. Because I, I I've already played a variation on this game. I know what this game is like. It's it's crazy because I'm like I'm tapped out. I'm like, what do I yeah. got out of here? <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. And then so it's like, I don't know. I kind of stopped wanting all of that stuff. Like I don't want it half as much anymore. I don't know. Abraham Hicks has a variation on this game. The the variation they have they call it the um, uh, the personal checking game. And what you do is you go to your bank and get one of those old check registers that nobody uses anymore because they have lots of them sitting around. And then you pretend like it's an actual checkbook. And on your first day, you mentally deposit dollars and you actually write into the register and deposit $1,000. And 
and then you spend it and you actually write into the register the things that you're spending it on and you're signing amounts to it. And then the next day you deposit $1,000 and you keep doubling it. The next day it's 4,000 and then 8,000 and then 16,000, 32, 64, 128. And the interesting thing that happens is after about a week or two of that, you run into the exact same issue too. What else do I want to buy? <laughs> it's, it's amazing how fast it happens. Like, is I would have thought that that if you give me like an unlimited supply of money, I could just spend money and it's endlessly. But it's not true. Nah, that's when and, that, and that's when movie stars and celebrities get depressed after they've spent everything and they realize that that's not what they were looking for. Hey, Gregory uh, chimed in on the live stream. He says he's got some questions. So Gregory, type them in, and we'll be glad to answer them for you. Gregory's been become something of a regular lately here on the nice, show. Nice, nice, thank you, Gregory. <laughs> That's a good questions too. This is going to be interesting. see what he has uh, to come. But, um, funny, real quick, while we wait for his questions, yeah, I, I write out check. I, matter of fact, on my to do list, there's like boxes with checks, so I make sure I write out checks all the time. Uh-huh. I, you know, I use old checkbooks from old accounts from years ago, back when they used to give you a whole box of checks, and right. so I got a bunch of those. So every day I write out at least a couple checks to different organizations, to family members, for whatever. And I get to the back where it has deposit slips, and I, I was just throwing them away. I actually threw one away a little while ago to the bottom of that trash. And I'm like, ooh, I have a use for that now. I'm yeah. Like, I like that. Absolutely. Oh, wait, you can deposit checks, too. I forgot about that. I can use that, too. <laughs> I never thought about that deposit thing. That's what's up. Now, we should point out the mental game you're playing. This is an old account that doesn't open anymore. You don't actually want to send those checks out, okay? This oh, no, no. I want I want you to hear something. I want everybody to hear something. This is what happens to all my checks. This is how I deposit them. After I write them, to me and my soul, they get deposited into the universe when I hear this sound right here. That's my shredder. The shredder. <laughs> when I, and and people might see that as oh I'm destroying the check. No, for me, I'm divide it's getting sprinkled into the universe. And I've adapted that. And so it, it's a good yes, do not let these checks get anywhere. Even though it's on an old account, doesn't matter. Just be safe. Make sure it's right. in the trash somewhere. I used to rip them, but that kind of hurt my soul. I thought the shredding would too, but it's my shredder's right there and I'm like, deposit me. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Well, well, we've been depositing all this high vibe stuff, and and we've the the universe has answered our our high vibe deposits because Gregory gave us not one but three questions so far, and there's probably more coming. Let's so rock. take them one at a time. First one, he says, "Can the law of attraction limit you?" Yeah, limit you from screwing up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean exactly that. It can limit the amount of negative in your life all around if you use it the right way, 100%. Um, can it limit you from, from from progressing? Yes, if you're not dreaming big enough. Point blank. Only way it can limit you is if it, it goes off of you. It feeds off of you, your actions, your thoughts. That's the only limit. Yeah, I agree with that. In fact, I, I, I'll, I'll give it a slightly different twist from what you just said. I will say that the law of attraction has no limits. That's because source energy has no limits. We're the ones who have limits. Yes. And our limits come from what we choose to limit. 
I mean, anytime that I express a preference for something, that's for me. It's not a bad thing. Nothing wrong with limits. I think one of the things we need to do is remind ourselves that they're actually good. Limits are fun. Limits are how we create this world that we're in. This world, this this flesh and blood earth world that we're in right now exists because of limits. Yes. And yeah. it's a wonderful thing. It's a great place. So limits, don't, let, first thing first, let's not treat limits as if they were bad. Second of all, let's recognize that we're the ones who apply them. That limits are necessary. Because if everything was unlimited, it would just be boring. <laughs> exactly right. Um, uh, me and me and Jeff Booski were talking about this earlier. We were talking about he, he's a dentist. He runs a, a good, successful dental, dental practice. But he said the system is perfect. It's the people that either do their job or they don't that alter that perfection. And if everybody's accountability partners then everything should run perfect. And that's, you know, that's what he accredits uh, his successful, successful business to. And it's the same thing here. The system isn't flawed. The system is perfect. It's what we are throwing in the mix that are altering its perfection. And, and you got to take the rings on that. You have to take the rings on that. That's, that's what's part of law of attraction. You've got to take the rings on what's happening around you. And of course the really advanced challenge is recognizing that even when you alter the perfection, it's still perfect. But that's Boom. really against. Boom. That's how, you, that's how you lose weight. That's, yeah, right. Exactly. That's a mantra that, that, that will definitely help you lose weight if you uh, implement it right into your mindsets. So let's look at uh, Gregory's other questions. He's got them both in one comment. How do you go from feeling negative to feeling positive? I use the affirmation yes. Just say that 10 times. That's going to be mm -hmm. a great smart, a great start. If you're by yourself, laugh for 60 seconds. It's going to sound silly. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel silly if you're at first. Try it. Um, or just smile for 60 seconds. Those are three physical ways that you can boost morale immediately. That's really that good. I'm going to give an answer from the tire world because it's something that I've recently added to my toolbox, and I love this one. It's a three-step process. First step is you spend 10 to 20 minutes doing what they call low vibe activity or low thought activity, I should say, not low vibe, low thought activity. And a low thought activity is something like, you know, doing the dishes, doing the ironing, riding a bike, something that doesn't require a lot of thought, a lot of mental activity. You just do it automatically. And the reason for doing that is it helps to distract you from whatever that negative thing was that's, that's bugging you. So once you've done that for a bit, then the second thing that you do is you find three things to appreciate, three things to be thankful for, three things to be grateful for. And you spend at least a minute on each one feeling the gratitude, feeling the appreciation as best you can. Now, if you've been in that really negative place for a while, if that could be a challenge, but you do, you go through the motions anyway at this point, because having done the first step of the low thought activity and then following it up with the second step, you're actually doing some reprogramming that you don't feel yet. Because then you go to the third step after you've done the low thought activity and then you've done the three appreciations for a minute each, then you do a meditation. Meditate for about 10 or 20 minutes. And the most amazing thing happens when you do those three steps. By the time you come out of that meditation, you feel completely different about whatever it was that was bugging you before. And I've not seen it fail yet. It's worked every single time. Nice. Do you have a you got a shortened version for like if you're at work and someone just pissed you off and you ran to the bathroom real quick? 
Uh, yeah, there's a there's an acronym for it. <laughs> what is it? The low thought is L, the appreciation is A, and the meditation is N. So it's it's LAM, L A M. Okay. I'll say just knock that out as quick as you can in the bathroom. I like that. Yeah. And it, it seems like it involves a, a synergy, a getting it does. back home in the midst it's, of a chaotic situation. Yes. I like that. I like that. Yes. Like and it. look at all the other things that it does too, because you're spending some time on each of these things. The whole thing takes you a half hour, four minutes, right? That half hour to 40 minutes is your mind space. Just because you're doing these three things. I'm going to throw this in there. If you are in a situation where you can only go to the bathroom, or maybe you can't go to the bathroom, you're just supposed to go back to your desk and get your butt back to work uh, after you're getting your ass handed to you uh, in your boss's office or your supervisor's office. On your way back to your desk, just take deep breaths the entire way. Very good. While you, when you sit back down, continue with your deep breaths. When you start to think back about that conversation two seconds later, go back to your deep breaths. It's a form of meditation that allows you to still function. That's right. It's a walking meditation. But it's, it, it's, not, it's not just function. You're, you're cooling down off of that situation. You don't even know it. You're going into the next email that you're about to do with a clear head, and you don't even know it. Thus, keeping you away from getting yelled at again. So much stuff can come off out of just breath control. Breath work is big. Breath work is huge, an area that I uh, really want to uh, pursue in the month of December and January is different uh, breath breathing exercise. Breathing exercises for different occasions. I know there has to be a book out there. Walt, what you got for me? I know you got some somebody that works. With I, I don't have a book because most of the stuff I've been learning hasn't been coming from books. But again, I go back to that three-step process, and I was imagining in my mind just now, you can apply that to the scenario you just described. Because you're walking back to your desk, and sure, it's a good time to do some breathing. Sit down at your desk, and you do your low-thought activity. What's that? It's opening the emails, just doing some email stuff. So it doesn't require a whole lot of thought to do emails. So you do that for a bit, and then after you've done that for five minutes or so, ten minutes, then you take a moment, and you find three things around the office to appreciate. Anything. Three things to appreciate. Spend a moment, like one minute on each one. And then after you've done that, then comes the meditation part. What's the meditation? It's the walking meditation. Take a little walk around the office. Do some breathing. You just did your three steps, and you're right there in the office. I'm going to throw something on top of that. Somebody just came to me to say, um, I forget who it was. I forget the scenario. Maybe it was a movie. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But I know somebody I heard say they take their coffee, and they actually take a coffee break. Most people take their coffee, and they take it back to their desk, and they drink oh, it while they're right. home just... They, but I'm talking about actually sit down and do nothing. Don't look at your phone. Drink your coffee. And to people like me who don't drink coffee, when I do drink coffee, it's so hot it takes forever to cool down. <laughs> yes. And I'm not allowed to pick up my phone in that time. So I can't touch my phone until this coffee cools down enough for me to Ooh. drink it and I'm going to enjoy it. Coffee takes forever to cool down. So I get a good hour out of this situation. Very cool. I like literally cooling what that is. There it That's is. Yeah. I want to bring up the force. I want to bring up Greg's question about the force. Greg's good question. I've been waiting for this one too, because this is a great one. I love it. How to reconnect with the force like in Star Wars. I love that question. Greg, I believe that the force is with us. I believe that the force is the energy around us. 
And what George Lucas did was just take what he knew about the universe and put it into a movie. The force is real. hundred percent. Can we lift things with our minds? I believe that if when unlocked, we can, um, whatever's keeping it locked right now is what it is. So for all intents and purposes, yes, we can reconnect with the force. All you got to do is learn how to meditate. The more you meditate, the more you'll feel a crystal when you pick it up. That's because you are that much closer to this. When people, when people feel crystals and they can't feel anything and they pick it up and put it down and like, I don't feel anything. I don't feel what you feel. I tell them that's how disconnected you are with source. You know, the more you spend time meditating, the more you'll be able to feel stuff like that. The more you'll be able to be more sensitive to the trees and the waves and energy that's going on around you. And so that's the force. If you want to reconnect with it, learn how to meditate, get back in that headspace, and you'll literally feel the things around you. Like this room, go into an empty garage and then put too many vans in it. It looks totally, it feels totally different. The whole room just feels more open without them. And that's what I'm talking about. That's how you get back to that. That's really good. I like that. And uh, there was a time where I would have just taken what you just said at face value and left it there because I didn't really understand how it worked. But I now understand how it works. And I can explain it a little bit. Because when you're meditating, what you're really doing is you're returning your thoughts to neutral. That's what meditation is, is clearing your mind as much as you can of all those stray thoughts that are haunting the heck out of you. And the more often that you meditate, the better you get at that until finally it gets to the point where they just don't haunt you while you're in your meditative state. And so if you're coming from a negative or a down or a low vibe place and you do some meditation, it lifts you up just because neutral is higher than low vibe. And then a funny thing happens when you do that and you come out of the meditation, you don't stop going up. Just the act of meditating, it gets gets the momentum going. So you started in this low vibe space, you meditated for a while to get yourself to neutral, and when you come out of meditation, your vibe just keeps going up. And so you end up in a higher vibe space after the meditation is done. And that's pretty cool because people ask, well, how do I go from negative to positive? Gregory asked that a few moments ago. Well, meditation worked really good for that because it gets that momentum going upward. So there's part of the answer right there. Now, the other part is, and this is, this is something I've learned over years of doing this show, from talking to a lot of good people like you, Neil. I have a much better understanding of what it means to say that we are connected. To be connected to source energy, we talk about it being an internal connection. It is an internal connection. But for the longest time, I didn't feel it. Like we're talking about it. I, and even now, I can't say I always feel it. But I now understand that I actually do always feel it. I just wasn't understanding what it is to feel. What was, what was it that I was supposed to be feeling? Now I understand what it is. And I can define it really easily. If you're low vibe, I promise you're not feeling it. If you're a high vibe, I promise you, you're feeling it. Even if you think you're feeling it, you are actually feeling it. And the way I know it is really simple. If you get ideas coming to you when you're low vibe, do not, under any circumstances, follow them. <laughs> For when you get ideas coming to you when you're high vibe, that is guidance. Yeah. Always trust the high vibe thoughts. Guidance. I love that word. So that's how I know I'm always connected when I'm high vibe. 
when I'm high vibe, any thought that comes to me is a guidance. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter if it feels like it's just inside my head. Like I don't feel the thought coming in. Who cares? I don't need to feel it anymore. All I need to know is how am I feeling in general? Am I feeling high vibe? Good. I trust my thoughts. I want to task everybody with something. Do exactly what Walt said. And then I want you to play a game with it. Let's say you're walking around a house and you have a choice to go left or right to do two different tasks. You got to get them both done. Doesn't matter which one you do first. Just ask yourself, which one should I do first? Trust your gut and turn. Turn and go do it. <laughs> and it's doing stuff like that throughout the day. You'll start, you'll start to see the benefits of it. Oh, that's why I did that first. Cause I was going to get that phone call and had to go here. And I could do that other thing later, whereas I couldn't, I didn't know I couldn't do that later. And so it all just kind of works out. You start to play these little intuitive games, I guess I'll call them. And you end up with some really great results and a really different feeling about yourself and the, and, and how you're handling life, how you're going to handle life from here on out, how things are going to play out for you versus before where it might've just kind of seemed like random things happen. And now you're kind of dictating a little bit. And it gets real weird, but damn it, it works. <laughs> it it works. It gets it gets downright weird sometimes. You're like, whoa. But those are the good times. Just make sure that you do this from a high vibe space first. Get high vibe before yeah. you try to do any of this. 100%. Worst thing you can do is try to do any of this from a low vibe spot. Because all you're going to do is mess yourself up even worse. You don't want to do anything from low vibration. But we all tried to because no one ever told us. We Shit. just said... You know, connect into the gut. Okay, well, I feel terrible right now, but I'm going to connect my gut. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, stop. Don't stay there. <laughs> That's not what we meant. <laughs> connect to your gut and take it to where it was meant to be. That's right. That's the whole point where we were meant to be high vibe. We were meant to smile, but we were also meant to be tested because joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Accept the test. Play within the rules of the game, which is thoughts become things. That's why I wear the shirt. And you will have a great time on this earth. Pray for me, guys. Yeah, this is uh, Gregory's last message. I wanted to touch on it before we uh, sign off for the day. He says, pray for me. I'm going through a tough time. I hope I can make it out. And what I want to say to you is, Gregory, not only will you make it out, you're going to be stronger afterward. What you're going through right now is going to make you so much. And I know you can't see that right now. I know what that's like. You know, you know what that's like too, to be in that place where it does, you're going through something horrible and it, it, there's no possible way this can be good. Guess what? It produces something good later on that you may not see right now, but it's going to produce something that's going to be amazing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So hang on to that. Hang on to that because it is true. 100%, but you got to keep your head up. You got to keep your head you up. Do. You got to keep your head up. You got to keep watch some comedy every day. Watch, yeah. show, watch shows like this, definitely. Don't scroll down on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably going to see something that's going to put you in a depressive state. I don't know mm -hmm. what you got going on in your life. I pray for you, brother. But your best bet is to use every single second as wisely as possible. And in order to do that, in order to succeed in doing that, you're going to have to do those things we just said and the things we've been talking about in this episode and the things that Walt talks about in all these episodes and the things that I talk about in the summit. Engulf your life in that. That's, that's your best bet. 
100% hands down. That's the advice I would give to my children or my parents or myself. And that's what I'm giving to you, brother. We with you. You're not Wise alone. words. Wise words from a wise man. Thank you, Neil Positivity, for sharing Friday with us. This has been wonderful. Looking forward to talking to you again next week, my friend. Hopefully our friend Debbie G will be with us. Yes. Thank you to the live streamers as well for all your contributions. And thank you to the podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.